<laughs> That's cool. It was just a, a dumb joke. I got uh, a mustache tattooed on the upper part of my lip. It's super faded. Uh, it was done while I was in Iraq. Uh, a buddy got a tattoo gun, and we were just tattooing each other. It was real dumb. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> well, Dylan, that's, I have an idea cool. for the next episode. What's that? We're going to tattoo each other, but we're going to yeah. record it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's when we'll introduce the video to our podcast. <laughs> Perfect. What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Wouldn't It Be Nice podcast. We are so thankful to have you join us. I'm Travis. I have with us Dylan Fawcett and hey, hey, hey. a very, very awesome guest. Before we get to our guest, though, real quick, we do have a Patreon um, that you can find in the link in our Instagram. Um, if you become a member of the Patreon, then you will be able to join our Discord community where you can communicate communicate directly with us. Um, if you join that top tier, you will get a free hat. So that's, that's pretty, pretty neat. sweet too. Wouldn't that be nice to get a free hat? Um, other than that, join. Make sure to join our Facebook community. Check out what's going on there. Um, but let's just let's just dive right on into it. We have a really really awesome guest with us tonight. Mr. Kyle Cox. Kyle, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, what's up, everyone? My name is Kyle Cox. I'm a woodworker out of central Arkansas, Cabot, Arkansas, to be specific. And my Instagram handle is Cox Custom Woodworks. And I don't really specialize in anything. Anything I'm getting paid for, that is my specialty at the time. Nice. That's cool, man. So uh, what got you into woodworking? Man, I, uh, well, I kind of, I've done woodworking throughout my life to some extent. When I was a kid, uh, my grandmother had a little wood shop and she made just like knickknacks, kind of like old people things that go on the shelves <laughs> and stuff. She made clocks and stuff like that. Um, so I would work with her in her shop and I got into it a little bit again in my teen years. I was a skateboarder like a lot of people and that Me consumed too, my life. And so I built a lot nice. of skateboard ramps and, uh, I took a break for years and years. And I, in 2020, I had quit my job. I was in a network engineering job at the time and I was just miserable. And my wife and I had a, a son that was going to be born. And, uh, she just told me, Hey, why don't you quit? You're not happy with this. So I quit my job and, uh, stayed at home with the kids and I kind of, had been watching a lot of YouTube, people like John Malecki and 731 Woodworks mm. and people like that. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of fell in love with it. And uh, I just knew at that moment I wanted to start a business. And I, I started doing it and growing my shop. And and that's kind of been my uh, wow. my journey into it. So you've how many years you've been woodworking now? Just Ser seriously, like since 2020. So only two or three years. Wow. Okay. 
I honestly thought you have been doing it for years. No, just 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 watching your Instagram channel, just like mm-hmm. I, I feel like you come across as being very experienced and knowledgeable. And I just figured you got ten years under your belt at least. But oh. that's that's awesome. That's Thanks, great, man. Dude. I I just watch a lot of YouTube, man, and I, <laughs> I grew up kind of Same. poor, so I've always been. I've always had to work with my hands, you know, something broke, we'd fix it. And, uh, Mm. so I've always just kind of felt comfortable with that stuff and, you know, just jumped right in. Tell us about some of the projects that you've done. Man. Um, lately I've been just doing a lot of house projects. Uh, we have a new baby, so I, I just haven't been getting a lot of shop time. Um, but recently I've been working on some like frames for the baby room. Um, been working on i built a barn door for the baby room um just stuff like that um my last paid job i did i i made uh 40 display boxes for a guy mm-hmm. that has a uh a company he has a patent on a cane and he sells them across the country and loves gas stations and mm-hmm. uh so i made a bunch of display boxes for him that was a really interesting job and real mm-hmm. cool because it might you know when he gets in more stores, he's going to hit me up. So, um, that's awesome, dude. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's such a cool gig to have that. Yeah. It was, it was just random, man. I I've been working with a lot of, a lot more businesses lately and I, and I really enjoy that. You know, it's, it's nothing, it's never the same thing. I get bored doing the same mm. thing. And, same. uh, it's just nice to work with other businesses and you don't have to worry about, people just trying to get your price down and like they understand mm-hmm. business. So they, they're not, they don't do that typically. And, and that's nice. How did you get into working with businesses like that? Man, it's just been pure luck. I think um, the other business was a guy that I went to high school with and uh, we kind of ran in some of the same circles and I reconnected with him on Facebook and he was like, Oh, you do woodworking. We need this stuff done. And so that and then word of mouth. Um, I worked mm. with a nonprofit in Columbia, Missouri. They had seen some cornhole boards that I built for Veterans United, which is a, a big like billion dollar uh, mortgage company that does mortgages for veterans. And they had heard about me through them and uh, contacted me. And or you know someone will just Google me and and find my business on. Uh, google business page and and they'll hit me up and it's really just been kind of luck i think for the most part Mm. if i could recreate it i'd keep doing it but (laughs) (laughs) yeah well you're doing something right people are finding you somehow yeah (laughs) keep doing what you're doing plus you're you know you're active on instagram yeah you post uh at least on your story you post every day i don't know if you post on your feed every day but I see your I story all the time. I try to. It's just, it's hard, yeah. man. Like content is hard. Mm-hmm. Like people that just do content, I, I don't like to do it, you know, but I know it's kind of a necessity and I struggle with it a lot, but I try to be active on my yeah. stories and cause that's a lot easier. It's just, Hey, this is what I'm doing today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You don't have to edit any videos or yeah, come right. up with the caption or anything. Yeah. 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 And I, I think people they, like, like that. Like I have a lot of people interact with, like I've made a lot of friends. Uh, Cause I don't mm-hmm. really have friends in real life anymore. You know, with a family and three kids, it's hard to do that. And uh, I hear you. I've met a lot of really cool people online and, and people that, 
you know, hit me up and ask questions. And it's like, well, I'm glad that you trust me, but uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just good to be active on there. Um, it's been good for me at least. Yeah. Yeah. They talked about that on an episode of wood talk that I listened to today uh-huh. um, about the content creation and Mark and Matt just came right out and said like, yeah, we hate it, but it's kind of like the bread and butter of what we're doing. Like it's, it's a necessity and you know, if they're going to (laughs) create and build brands, then it's what, what they need to do. And yeah, it's hard to find that rhythm, especially just starting out like I am, but you know, I'll get in a rhythm and be like, okay, I'm going to record all this stuff today. And I do edit, post it. Mm -hmm. And then you just find a slump again. And it's like, okay, I'm too busy to do this. Yeah. I, I, Oh, go ahead, man. Sorry. Um, I found it really challenging at first and I just kind of decided, uh, I don't know. I saw some, some, uh, Instagram encourager, like, I guess, influencer, I, I guess, um, just talking about like the 90 day challenge. Cause he said like, um, you can nowhere else in life. Can you grow as fast as you can on Instagram? Like, in, you know, in context of what growing on Instagram means, like growing followers like that on Instagram, that means success. I mean, you you can look at that at different angles and success doesn't always include just having amount of followers. But if you want to gain the following, you want to gain and, and gain customers because of it. Um, the main thing he talks about is reels are really important right now. Um, yeah. And he had this 90 day challenge and he said, do this post a reel every single day for 90 days keep engaged keep commenting on people who come out in your posts come out on other people's posts uh, stay active in your dms um post on your story like do use instagram for all, all that it's worth and do it for 90 days and just see what happens yeah and uh, i just like okay sure i'll do it i'll post every day and i would say out of out of the 90 days i probably posted like 9 or 85 times um and missed a few days, but, um, I noticed it, it really did work. I mean, I got, I got quite a bit of followers and a lot of, it just kind of picks up momentum because the more content you put out there, the more posts people have to interact with and it just kind of picks up. And then I, I don't know if the algorithm is the right word to use, but the algorithm kind of sees that things are active. People are liking your stuff. There's a lot of engagement happening and it, I feel like it puts your stuff out more, not always, because some reels you'll post one reel one day and you get like 15,000 views and then Mm -hmm. the next you get 500. And it's like, I don't understand why, (laughs) but whatever. (laughs) It's still Mm -hmm. 500 people that see your stuff. I think that's pretty significant. Yeah. 500 people came to my garage and saw me building. uh, That'd be be pretty significant. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. Kyle, are you on TikTok? I am, but I don't use it. I recently deleted sure. it. I, I just, I can't figure out the app at all. I couldn't figure out how to, I posted like a video and then I just, I couldn't do it again. I couldn't <laughs> figure out what was, I'm terrible with technology. I'm just not good with, I was off social media for like four or five years. And then I got back on just when I started my business. So mm-hmm. it's very foreign to me. Um, I don't like it. And really, I'm only active on Instagram. The community in Instagram has just been great. Everyone's so nice. Dude, it's awesome. 
I've met people awesome. that I really want to meet in real life sometime. Like, yeah. Just yep. great people and so helpful. Same. And like, if I ever have a question, I have 20 people I can reach out to. It's, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Isn't it wild how you just feel like, even though it's just a social media relationship, you feel like your followers are your friends. Like, For sure. yeah. you know, you have 5,000 followers. It's like, boom, I have 5,000 people that I interact with. Yep. You know, a certain group, a certain like subsect of them pretty re- regularly, but yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Like, especially now coming on the pod, you know, um, I try to interact with your stuff. I know you interact with mine. Yeah. Um, I have to see Dylan once a week. So, <laughs> you know, that's <laughs> not this an week. obligation, but yeah, um, we're, we're remote today. So I don't actually get to see you, <laughs> but you know, having the guests on that we have so far, you know, Dustin Atkins, Drew Hall, Kyle Brewer. Yeah. Um, I feel Tyler like I'm from Chisel. Tyler from Chisel. You know, I felt like I knew those people prior to this, and now I just, I don't know. It's it's a cool phenomenon. Yeah, it really is, man. I, I enjoy it. Um, I probably wouldn't do it if it wasn't for the business, but I, I'm glad that I did. It's really opened up a lot of doors, and, and now I just have a lot of people I talk to daily you know and a lot of people i don't Mm -hmm. and they'll reach out with questions and or i'll reach out with questions and they're still just it's like i don't know it's it's just great man i can't say enough good things about instagram this community Mm -hmm. specifically i agree man it's seriously such a positive thing and the only i feel like the only negative things that come out of uh, like people commenting on your posts it's never from the woodworking community it's, no. it's, it's never, it's, it's always positive when it comes to yeah. people. And even if it is like a, like a suggestion or a critique, it's always worded nicely. And it's always, you yeah. know, it's always welcome too, because we're all here to learn and mm-hmm. grow and learn new techniques. And, yeah. um, mm-hmm. I agree, dude. I love it. I, I probably wouldn't continue to be Except- on Instagram if it weren't for the positivity. What's up? Yeah. Right. Except for that one guy on your TikTok video. Oh, yeah, but you know that, what I'm talking about. TikTok is not the environment, the not the community thing. TikTok, yeah. there's like no right. working community. There's some. That, I mean, I get so many more trolls on TikTok than I do on Instagram. Yeah, it's a bunch like, of screen warriors. This guy, did you see Dylan's video about the spline jig? Yeah, I thought that was awesome because I I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. So some guy commented on there. Yeah. And not to tell this for you, Dylan, but some guy commented on there and was like, Well, that's wrong. You have to do it with your cutoff because then you won't see the spline. And I commented back on it. He he said he said with his quotes, biscuits. He said they're biscuits, not splines. Like, okay, whatever. Yeah. I just commented back politely and I was like there's nothing wrong with what he did, and it's a really cool accent. Yeah. And then and I looked at his profile, and it was this animated <laughs> one following 12,000, one follower situation. <laughs> Which is not yeah, a bad since thing. since that video, man, <laughs> but I've tried to find... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I feel like there's a lag happening. Uh, yeah, there might be. My bad. No, it's not your fault. I feel like you guys are ahead of me, and my my words keep coming like three seconds later. 
what I was going to say is since you told me about that video and like I saw how much it blew up, I, I, I don't know if you noticed, but I started trying to make uh, like informative videos like that. And I've been searching for like an unknown tip or a trick and I just, I can't find anything all been done, but I'd never seen that one. Mm -hmm. I was really happy to find that on YouTube. Like, yeah, oh man, when, back last fall, I just was looking for how to do a spline without a jig and a video mm -hmm. came up. The guy explained it really well. Um, I don't know how many views it had. I don't know who the guy was, um, but I, it's stuck in my brain and then I was doing that technique for my shelf that I was building, and I just kind of was like, oh, I'll make a video about it because I don't think many people know about this. Yeah. I um, mean, if they do, um, who cares? I'll just do it anyway. Yeah. And then it just kind of was like, whoa, a lot of people don't know this. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And people loved it. That was cool, man. I like going the satire route, and I've only done mm. one or two mm -hmm. of them, but they – I love them. <laughs> so long story short – my parents own three buildings of like rental storage units and they're like the big, like I think they're like maybe 12 by 40. So they're the huge units. Yeah. And they had a delinquent one over the winter and dad asked me if I'd come help him clean it out. And it was 90% junk, but I found this reader's digest like handy home tips book from like yeah. 1988 <laughs> in like perfect condition and one night i was trying to think of something to um to post and i was gonna do that route of like something helpful mm -hmm. and i saw this thing of you know here's how you can efficiently hang your like tubes of caulk or wood fill or whatever and what it was supposed to be was wrapping a piece of like masking tape folding it over the end and then punching a hole through it and then putting that on a nail but I went the satire route and I just drilled a hole straight through like yeah. an old tube of, <laughs> of wood filler. <laughs> I saw I that one. That. that was funny. <laughs> and I had somebody ask me, they were like, why would you ruin a perfectly good container of wood filler? And I said, a, that thing had been dried out for probably four years. <laughs> B, it was like a dollar. So who cares? It was yeah. worth it. Yeah, that was that was funny. I want to see you should do a whole series on on that book and just do a bunch of satire tips. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> That's my plan. That's my Keep plan. Keep pumping them out. But I'm stuck in the rut of 10-minute shop sessions right now. Um yeah. you know, if I'm not cooking, you know, if it's not my turn to cook supper, pop out there for 10-15 minutes put poly on something, sand something, send something through the planer for a couple passes. Like whatever you have time for, do it. And one small project is taking me <laughs> seemingly a thousand years. Yep. I'm there too. Yeah. I haven't been out of the shop in like two weeks, like legitimately in the shop doing stuff. Mm. I just haven't had time. And, and if you've, Follow me. Um, you probably haven't seen any of my videos because I haven't posted anything for like two weeks too. Yeah, I checked slammed. today. I was like, I, I haven't. I don't get on Instagram very much these days with the baby, but I try to like, you know, 
go and like everyone's stuff. If I notice that I haven't seen someone that I interact with, I'll go to their page and just go through and like everything and you know, mm-hmm. check everything out, see how how they've been doing and stuff. But I wouldn't check so, yours today. But so if I'm mm-hmm. gathering correctly, this is your full time gig. Yeah, it is. Um, so you're a stay at home dad, right? Yeah, stay at home dad is my yeah. full time gig. Uh, okay, and then I the woodworking is just a that's my side gig but really you know like any day my when my wife isn't on maternity leave and she's you know at work any day she's off work i'm in the shop all day working yep yep um so how do you with a newborn especially but Mm -hmm. you know newborn aside just factoring in distractions how do you maximize your time just using it every little bit of time I can. Like if if the kid's sleeping, then I get out there for a couple hours and just have the baby monitor visible so I can run back in if I need. My shop's just you know ten feet from the from the mm-hmm. house. So. Um, I don't do a lot of late nights um, just because I like that's family time for me. Um, but I, mm-hmm. I just do my best to get out there when I can. You know. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's how we bonded. Um, I was finding out that we were stay at home dads. Yeah. Cause I think, I don't know. Who, I think you might've found out that I was a stay at home dad first and yeah. you said something and I was like, Oh dude, no way. Yeah. And we, I made the joke about, um, making a club called, uh, sawdust, but the first yeah. four letters are S A H D stay at home dad. And it's saw yeah. dust. <laughs> I it, it, looks good on, it looks good on paper, but when you say it aloud, it doesn't sound as cool. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because after I met you, I met like seven other stay-at-home dad woodworkers. And it's yeah, awesome. wild because I, I didn't know there was many out there. It's it's kind of an interesting thing because for me, I definitely – I don't think I'd be doing this um, on Instagram or as a business if I wasn't a stay-at-home dad. Like I don't think I would have had Same. the time or the energy for it. Yeah, um, I don't know how that people I, work. Not that I have job. it now, but <laughs> yeah, I I don't get it, man. I see people that work full time, strenuous jobs, and then they spend all their time in the shop, and it's like, man, mm. thank God I have kids and I stay at home with them because this this wouldn't be an opportunity or an option for me. I don't think. Right, man. So I think that's it. Like I just get out there when I can, you know, like. It kind of makes me feel bad because I see all these guys that work a full time job, still do the family time, and like, and then still get in the shop and they work all night. Like, people like, uh, man, there's so, there's a bunch of them. A handcrafted mm-hmm. with Trey, that dude is the hardest worker I've ever seen in my life. He's constantly in the shop, and you can tell he's beat and didn't get any sleep, and he's just out in the shop. I don't go that extreme. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I you know I, I get in there when I can, and I try not to feel bad about it. Same. I've got my limits for sure. Um, mm-hmm. you're So you're talking about your shop 10 feet away from your house. Um, I've mm-hmm. seen some videos of your shop on Instagram, and it's pretty dang sweet. You, I, I know you've got Thanks. some plans in, in your back pocket right now of what you're going to do with it. Can mm-hmm. you explain the shop a little bit to us? Yeah. So it's uh, – we bought this place – with the shop in mind, like when we looked for about a year and, uh, mm, that nice. was the determining factor for us was I had to have a shop cause I knew I wanted to do a business. And, uh, so we bought this place. It's a 28 by 28, uh, detached garage. 
uh, with a little bit of like a eight, eight foot wide lean to on one side. Um, mm. But it's two stories, which is great. And uh, when I first moved in, it, it was completely bare, just uh, two by four walls, no insulation. Uh, the floors upstairs were really creaky and like I didn't even like going up there because I felt like I was going to fall through. Um, <laughs> since then, I've put in insulation up uh, downstairs and upstairs and in the ceiling downstairs. I put in walls downstairs and upstairs. I put in new floor. I put in uh, a Mr. Cool 36,000 BTU unit upstairs mm, and downstairs nice. for 18,000 per floor. Very um, nice. Downstairs is a little bit more done. Like it, I'm happy with it downstairs. Upstairs needs a little bit of work, but eventually the plan is I might move a few tools upstairs, like the miter saw, maybe a couple other things. And then I want to build a paint booth up there, um, maybe an office, a shipping area, uh, inventory area, uh, stuff like that. Dude, but, that's the dream, man. Yeah. The only complaint I have is my ceilings are only eight feet. So if I mm. stand a piece of plywood up, I can't stand it up all the way. And oh. I kind of run into <laughs> issues sometimes, like with a spline jig on the table saw. And if I got a, like I did a mirror one time, I had to take my table saw outside to get it done. But oh. I mean, it, it's a dedicated shop. If that's my only complaint, I, I'm pretty happy with it. Um, one of the the helpful comments I got from somebody on, um, who was was it? Oh, what's her name? Something Timbers, A A K Timbers or something. She she talked about um, oh, yeah. using, using a uh, biscuit, a biscuit or a, what is that called? A biscuit joiner for doing splines. Oh yeah, um, on, I've seen so do you, that. So that I haven't tried that one yet. I'd like to. But yeah, that seems like a pretty good option if you have big pieces yeah. you can't stand up on the table saw. You just use a biscuit yep. joiner. Yeah, I need to get a biscuit joiner. I don't have one yet, but I just got one. Really? Only, is it? I've, did you get the Dewalt? No, I just I went cheap route because I don't I don't see myself using it for many things, but I needed it for one project, so I yeah. I got the I got a Wen. It was like sixty bucks. Okay. And honestly, Wen tools are pretty decent. I mean, for the price, yeah. they're they're really cheap and they do a good job. I've had yeah. really no bad experience with them. Yeah, I I think. For, you know, depending on the tool, I would for sure look at, I almost bought a wind air filter. Um, mm -hmm. there's, there's, I'm, I, yeah. I'm not really like brand loyal at all. It just kind of depends on the tool. Mm -hmm. Those wind um, air filtration systems, mm -hmm. I read up on them. I know a couple people that have them. They are legit. Really? Like yeah. worth it. I think they're less than 200 bucks even. Dude, they're yeah, like 130 or something like that. Yeah, they're really, mm -hmm. really reasonably priced. And I know a lot of people who yeah. have them. There's a ton, ton of people. And yeah, I'm going to pull the trigger on one soon because, you know, third stall projects is obviously in the third stall. And mm -hmm. I need um, one too. My, um, my wife parks her truck in inside the garage. And she's always saying, like, yep, you can pretty much wipe your finger and pull a film of of really fine dust out of there. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's time. Yeah, I need I definitely need an upgrade too on all my dust collection. I'm rocking yeah. a five gallon uh shop vac. That's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I did that for a year, year and a half. My dust collector was a rigid shop vac, I mo- and I had a, a dust deputy on it, and I just moved it to, from tool to tool. I mean, it worked. It worked all right. You I'd know, like to get I, at least a dust deputy or something. Yeah. Yeah. I I lost my train of thought. <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, I used a shop vac a little bit, but every time I ran the shop vac with like a planer or table saw or whatever, breaker would trip constantly. Mm. Oh. So that's why I don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So you would you be able to even get a dust collection system? You might have to run some more electric. Yes, stuff. because our garage doors are on a different circuit. And I would I would plug it into the outlet on the that, ceiling that, that circuit, the, yeah. That the overhead is plugged into. Oh. There you go. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think those usually by code have to be on like their own breaker, right? Uh, just don't ask me. I don't know. <laughs> I you probably know better if you are under the assumption that you do have to. I mean, code. You're yeah. probably right. I don't know. Is that? I I mean, is yes, that a commercial a commercial code. commercial <laughs> code or like residential code? Because if you're I, running out of your garage, I mean, what's what's the rule there? I think it's. I think most home. I don't know. I can't, I'm probably way wrong man i don't know i pay an electrician to do everything for me i, I don't do electrical work at all me neither i don't yeah. know anything about electric yeah i can change like fixtures and but i don't like to mm-hmm. same same that's pretty much as far as we go light switches outlets fixtures yeah that's i i don't want to run anything i don't want to i i even had travis come out to my house and do some some uh what did you do for me oh remove your uh, baseboard heater. my baseboard heater off it was a shockingly good time just <laughs> about nearly electrocuted yourself <laughs> i had turned the breaker off for that room but the baseboard heater was on a different breaker uh, and it was on its own thing so yeah. that was and here's the thing the reason why i called travis to come out is because i did the same exact thing i almost electrocuted myself like okay now i'm just a little too scared to do this so i'm like travis yeah. come out you have some experience with electric stuff and then same thing happened yeah 110 is just a tickle man <laughs> i bought one of those little klein tool tester things and if mm-hmm. i i don't do electrical often i'm gonna start trying there's i need to do a couple things I got a new tool and I have to change the outlet out. Um, but that thing's dummy proof. You just put it on. Red is no good. Green is is good. So uh, they're cheap. If you ever got to do one, definitely look into that. Mm-hmm. We we tested it, didn't we? And no, I I thought we did. I thought we put the our um what's it called the just the reader. I, I can't oh, think of what it's called. Meter? We put the voltage meter on it, and it said it was dead, but we must... I think we had it on the wrong setting. Probably. And, uh, yeah, shocky, shocky. <laughs> no one got electrocuted, but it was Not nice the first time. Explosion of color. So, um, coming back around from that um, tangent... <laughs> 
what uh how do you outfit your shop or what what tools do you got you got lined Man, up in there i have uh i've gotten a lot of tools in in a short amount of time uh fortunately um i've got a, ta- a table saw uh 52 inch table saw i've got a 12 inch joiner um and a plate it's a mm. joiner planer combo that so, joiner is sweet thanks man i found it what brand is it it's a grizzly uh, like five horsepower Ooh. helical head dude that uh, thing is awesome. i found a great deal on it uh used and i actually have another joint or another planer uh that i need to get rid of it's a uh oliver lunchbox planer the little helical head 12 and a half inches I keep it because mm-hmm. it's got an extra half inch, um, and I haven't needed it yet. But if I do, I, it's just nice to have. Um, I have, I the, yeah. I think the Oliver has pretty good reviews from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great. I just bought it like two weeks before I bought the other one, and that one came okay. up used for only and only. It was still like two thousand bucks, but it was. Brand new, it would have been like 5500 bucks. So I just right, couldn't yeah. pass it up. In my area, tools don't come up for sale often. So, mm-hmm. um, And then I have uh, a Jet Cyclone dust collector that collects for everything. I just recently got another dust collector for my CNC. I have a Onefinity CNC. I have nice. a Monport 80-watt laser. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a Laguna uh, 18-inch bandsaw. Uh, the 18BX. That's I awesome. Was supposed to get the 14BX, and the only store near me I can get stuff like that is in Fort Smith. It's about a three and a half hour drive, and I paid for it, and then I went to pick it up at the 14, and they didn't have a 14 with 220, and I was like, well, that's the one I paid for, and so long story short, they had to upgrade me to the 18, and I was like, perfect. So, Same cost? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I paid like a two two hundred and fifty dollar difference, but like it's a it's a thousand dollars more than machine. I think okay. I paid what the difference would have been for him to pay. Um, okay, nice as well, a distributor still, or whatever. Solid deal. Yeah, yeah, dude. I was happy with it. Um, and those are those are all my big tools. I have like I have a Festool uh, dust extractor I use for my sander. Uh, my track saw, my domino, things like that. Um, a festool sander. I, I'm not brand specific, but if I can afford it, festool is great, man. And I've never been someone that's like, oh, I'm going to get the name brand, but there's a difference. Like you can feel it when you use their machines. It's They're nice. Right, right. Yeah. And I, that's, you know, I, yeah. I, uh, That's my... I put all my money back in anything I make. I just, I buy a new tool. I don't pay myself. And so if I have the money, I, I go with Festool. If I can. I'd like to try Festool eventually. Um, I, I have my eye on a couple different sanders. I, that's my next big upgrade is probably going to be either dust collection yeah. or air filtration or a sander because I'm rocking a mm-hmm. like a $60, probably $50 um, Black & Decker palm sander. And yeah. it's fine. Like it gets the job done and I can get a nice sand on things. Um, but I just know the efficiency could be so much better. Quality can be yeah. better. 
faster. I want to get a vacuum that hooks up to it, have the dust extractor. I'm mm-hmm. looking at probably doing surf prep. I, I kind of have my eyes on them. Yeah. Um, Same. Yeah. But potentially festival. Awesome. Yeah, I like the color, the the red and blue color too. I mean, no other tool company yeah. does that. So it's it's kind of different. I like that. Yeah. Plus they're they've got really, just as really pricey as Festool, though. They're just they as are, pricey. Yeah. They're just as pricey, so I'm not even really considering the price. I'm like, okay, if I'm going to spend that much, I, I want to get a good sander, and I think both of them are a yeah. good option. So, the Surf Prep has more options, though. Like they do. We were talking. Yeah. We were talking last night about how the orbit diameter can come in different sizes. The the pad comes in different thicknesses, and and they have the circle and the square, which I think Festool has mm-hmm. that too. I, but I really so many different sanders. I haven't looked into all of them, but they've got a lot. And they they yeah. I like Festool's variety because they have like their bottom line. It's still like two hundred, three hundred, but three hundred, four hundred bucks, something like that. And yeah. they have their top of line, which is much more. Yeah. But I, I've even heard great things about their cheap one too. Yeah. I've heard a lot of good things about the surf prep. I've considered the, I think it's called the Ray Sander, the little square one with the soft pads. Mm-hmm. I love that soft pad idea. Yeah, it, it's awesome. I know a few people that have them and, and they they love them. It's going to be like far more gentle on like your roundovers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like I just sanded up a bunch of coasters that I made out of scrap mm-hmm. and when I was trying to smooth out that round over, like if I slipped even just the the slightest bit, like it would gouge. Yep. And having that soft pad would just be a game changer. And and I'm not saying, you know, I would get a surf prep just to use, you know, specifically for roundovers because there's yeah. so many applications, but that's just one example. Yeah. The only and, sander I have right now is a is the Rotex 150, and it's awesome. Like it for end grain boards and stuff, it it takes off materials so fast, but hmm. it's huge. And like so, sanding those frames that I'm working on, it's not easy. Like I, it, I'm better off just hand sanding. So I I need to get something smaller. And um, hmm. Surf Prep looks great. I, I'll probably end up going with that for their their soft pad one. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're a relatively new company too. Um, yeah, newer, newer than Festool at least. Oh yeah. And I don't, I I don't I don't I guess I don't know how old they are, but I'm really interested in their products. Yeah, it's like a nice. They got something nice going there. Yeah, for sure. So uh, you were talking about getting into business uh, just a couple mm-hmm. years ago. What what made you want to jump into it? Mainly just so I could feel like I was providing for my family again, like being a stay-at-home dad, like I, I have a retirement from the military and stuff, but I just, I don't know, you just lose like a, a sense of purpose when you don't go to work every day. And it's, it's tough. Like people just need something to work towards. And um, that was the biggest motivation for me. And it's really just helped my mental health so much, you know, having something to do every day, mm-hmm. feeling like I'm building something of my own. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude. It's been great. I'm right on this. I'm on the same boat as you. I feel you 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, obviously we love our kids, but it can be hard to only see them. And that, I mean, 
I'm the same way. Like I just, I, I got to work with my hands. I got to build something. Yeah. I love my kids. I love staying home with them. I love having that opportunity to spend so much time with them. I'll never get that back. So it's yeah. really important. But mm-hmm. also I love working and I love mm-hmm. creating and, and, and I don't know. It just, I get you. Yeah. Feel you. <laughs> when it comes down to it though, like we're, we're on this planet to fulfill a purpose. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and to feel fulfilled, you know, so I'm not, uh, I'm not a sawdust, but, um, <laughs> or stay at home not dad yet. or not dad, yet, but it is really cool to sit back and listen to you two. Like, I feel like my purpose is fulfilled by going into business and doing this full time and providing for my family and being around my kids. Like I can only imagine what that feels like. It's the best of both worlds, man. Like, I didn't enjoy working for someone else, but I really enjoy working for myself. Like, I like building something, and you kind of get not only the sense of purpose, but, like, you feel like you're making your family proud. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really put any ba- you know, bacon on the table yet with my, my woodworking, but one day I will, and, uh, and that, that'll be awesome. And you're getting some pigs, so yeah. you can put bacon on the table that way too yeah for sure <laughs> as yeah i'm getting chickens so i was talking to you kyle earlier today about about the chicken coop and stuff yeah we're we're gonna transition our shed in our backyard we're gonna it's a really big shed and so i have a ton of room and i'm gonna take up a, a corner that's probably like six six by eight something like that and you know enough for chickens and uh turn it into a little chicken coop have a little chicken yard for them to run around. I did not know that. Yeah, it's new. I haven't I haven't told anybody except for Kyle just because Kyle posted on a story about buying some some chicken supplies. Oh, nice. Like, hey, hey, me too. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's brand new. We my wife and I have been talking about it for months, and we were kind of going back and forth, and we just decided like let's just do it. I think yeah. it'll be fun. You'll like you'll love it, man. It's a lot of fun. We we mm-hmm. we got the chickens. We got a pretty big garden that we do every year. Um, hoping to add meat birds later on in the year, um, and then hogs sometime next year, probably. That's awesome. That is awesome. Have a little Do you want to know a fun fact? Is that in absolutely I do. Pop in population fifteen hundred Urbana, Iowa, you cannot have chickens. No kidding. Yep. Really? It has been a super hot topic, and they did a Facebook uh, petition. Why would and took that it be? to city council. They're too loud, even though in cities <laughs> if you, just you have... can usually have only hens. <laughs> right. I was going to say, why not just hens? That's usually yeah. that's the rule and center point. So, uh, piggyback fun fact: um, in my wife Taylor's last job, she worked for Neutrina Feed and did a lot. Um, with like livestock feed and stuff, but she did a lot of chicken seminars. They called them chick chats. (laughs) And she was pivotal in getting the legislation passed to allow chickens in downtown Madison, Wisconsin, or not downtown, but in Madison, Wisconsin. And then good for her. That's awesome. We were talking like about this whole debacle. And if you can have chickens in downtown Chicago, like you can have them in Urbana. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, fine. I mean, it's a it's a farm town. 
I mean, right? It's it's a small town Iowa in the middle of smack dab in the middle of a cornfield. Like that's so surprising to me that they wouldn't allow chickens. Yeah. Like I still don't think we would be able to get them at our house. So we live like a three quarters of a mile outside of town in a subdivision. So I'm sure that they would put a covenant in to like put a kibosh to that. But I mean, for the people that want them, go for it. Who cares? Yeah, they're really had... not loud. No, no, they're not. Yeah. You'd hear them every now and then. I had a, a neighbor in Cedar Rapids who had uh, six or seven chickens, and no one was ever bothered by them. Like they weren't roosters, so they weren't crowing or anything. It was just the yeah. hens, and you hear them, hear them a little bit, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think our limit, our city limit, I think is like eight or nine. I, that might be a little off, but it's it's definitely not a lot. Yeah, man, and that's just, that's plenty in in the chicken world. Like you'll have so many eggs. Yeah, we're probably gonna go five or six chickens this yeah. year and see. Yeah, that's how it that starts. Fun. They I, there's some <laughs> I forget who said it. They're like chickens are the the gateway drug of livestock or something. <laughs> Because I've, I've read stories about people that's like their wife is like, yeah, we can have two chickens. And then they end up having 20 and then they end up selling their house and buying a farm. And, you know, like I've heard mm. some stories about it. Yeah, our goal eventually um, is to probably have goats, goats yeah. or and maybe, maybe a couple pigs or something. Just a really small little hobby farm. Just a, I don't know, just really to provide for ourselves and our family. Yeah. But, Mm. Um, cool. So a couple more questions for you, Kyle. Yeah. Um, it's, we're getting close to the end here. So what is one of the biggest challenges you've faced with your business? Man, the biggest challenge for me probably has been the clerical stuff. Like I've had zero bad. I never expected to try to start a business. I didn't take any business classes in college. It's just never been on my radar until two years ago. So like establishing all of that tax stuff, the bank accounts, like uh, it was, there was a lot of that to learn. And I'm still like, I'm not, I'm dreading taxes this year because last year is my first kind of decent year at sales. So I'm, I'm hoping I don't get audited or anything like that. Um, <laughs> you can claim a loss for three years. Fun fact. Yeah. Okay. Well, I definitely didn't make any money. I oh, spent most good, of it. That's so. good to know. Is that um, yeah. an Iowa rule or is that a – you think that changes, that's a Travis? Fed, that's a Fed rule. Oh, it's a federal rule. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah, also on federal taxes. Got it. Yeah, I hear you, man. I'm I'm the same way. That stuff just yeah. deters me from it. But yeah. the mm-hmm. – the love for it makes it necessary. I mean, you just kind of mm-hmm. push through. It's a hurdle that you have to go through just to, to be where you want to be. So yeah, yeah it's hard. Mm-hmm. You know, I was self-employed for a couple of years there. Um, and I'm horrible at organizing, but I learned from what not to do. And now I'm not self-employed anymore. So I don't even get to put it into practice, which is probably for the better because <laughs> I'd still not do it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, as soon as you, as soon as you buy something, stick their seat in the wallet, file it when you get home. Yeah. I always took print re- or uh, email receipts as often as I could. Okay. You know, like Home Depot. 
email receipt. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lowe's. Yep. Because mm-hmm. that way you at least have a fallback. Yeah. My, yeah, I'm uh, terrible at the receipt keeping. My thing is, I I just opened this last year. I opened up a uh, business credit card and a business checking and savings mm-hmm. account, and everything for the business I put on the credit card. I make sure I pay it every month, and then that way I have like not receipts, but I can prove like, hey, this was bought with my business yeah. credit card. I can, you know, right. I like that idea. I need mm-hmm. to. Um, that's a step that I need to take is create a separate uh, bank account for my mm-hmm. business. Because, I mean, I'm not an official business. Um, yeah. This is more or less a, a hobby right now, self-sustaining hobby type of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm wanting to turn it into an official business eventually. So that big step for me is going to be creating a, a, a bank account that's dedicated to that. Yeah. Because right now it's just a separate checking account. And they can it can be confusing sometimes. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll forget my – I'll just like forget my work – or my business card, and then I'll use my normal card, and we have to transfer stuff over, and it just gets confusing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a mess. I don't miss it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's fun. Okay, uh, Trav, you want to ask our, our big ticket question we always ask? Yeah. Um, no, what is... What is your wouldn't it be nice goal? Man, it uh, it changes, I think, like every few months. Um, you know, <laughs> at first it, it was, wouldn't it be nice if I, if my hobby paid for itself and I wasn't spending thousands of dollars on tools and, you know, my jobs would pay for them. And then when, when I hit that, then it became something else. And now I, I think I just, uh, I want to provide for my family, maybe not like, uh, I'm I'm never going to be a rich guy. I'm never going to have a mansion or anything like that. But if I can buy an RV for my family so that we mm. can spend time doing things together and my business will pay for that, that'll be great. You know, it's um, awesome. I love that. I just want to provide for them and, and provide opportunities and make memories with them. And if I can make a little extra money in the shop, that'll make that happen. That that'd be great. That's awesome. Love that. Absolutely. Now, for the best question of the entire episode. Actually, two two questions. Are you a niche or a niche? Yeah, I, I was I heard y'all talking about that on the last two episodes. I think I'm a niche. I think I I don't know yeah, why. Buddy. I think, I think uh because when I hear of that I think of Nietzsche. Okay. That's even how you say it, the the philosopher guy or whatever. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Those are connected. I know they're spelled differently, but there's like a Z in his name. But uh, Nietzsche, yes. Oh, I took some philosophy courses in college. I remember that name. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't tell you what his philosophies were. Yeah. I remember the name. So (laughs) the the question I have for you for you two is, um, what's it like to be wrong? Because I don't. I don't know that. It feels good to have freedom to be wrong. (laughs) God bless America. Same to you, Travis. I have the same question for you. What's it feel like being wrong? I don't know. My wife could probably tell you. I thought you were both niche. (laughs) I'm a niche. He's a niche. niche. Son of a niche. (laughs) 
Hey, niches get I'm stitches. N- <laughs> niches get peaches. Sure. <laughs> okay. Now a second question, Kyle. Do you have a dad joke you'd like to share with everybody? Oh, man, I should have known this was coming too. I don't. I don't really. I don't think. I don't. I don't do a lot of dad jokes. What? I do. I do puns and stuff, but it has okay, to, that you know, it's a situational pun. It's not yeah, like one that I know. That's or fair. Um, that's fair. I I've got one. Okay, sure. go for it. What is the best kind of music to listen to while you're fishing? Hmm. Fish. Rod Stewart. Something catchy. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, my answer was good. Rod Stewart. Rod, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Something catchy. (laughs) Um why do fathers take extra pair of socks when they go golfing? In case they get a hole in one. (laughs) Yeah. I like that one. That one's nice. I've known that joke since I was like six. You're a golfer, though. I exactly. I ju- I literally have this article pulled up on my phone. You guys can't read it because the screen's too bright. Best corny dad joke. Mm. <laughs> it's like I hear so many good dad jokes and I love them, but I can never remember them. They just yeah. kind of go in one ear. I, you know, I laugh a little bit and then it exits out the yep. other ear. Yep. So I, I always have to Google. Yeah. Um, today at work, somebody came up to me and they were like, hey, can I have a bookmark? I said, my name's Travis. Take a what? second. Take Wait, a second. Hold on. I didn't hear the... F- I, just, I didn't hear the first part. I was reading the Google thing. What did you... What did you, what did you, what did you <laughs> a guy what? came up to me at work today and he said, can I have a bookmark? And I said, my name's Travis. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> you came up with that on the spot? Or did no. you just make that up just now? Google. <laughs> That's Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um how <laughs> how do you find Will Smith? You look for the fresh prince. Mm. Man. <laughs> I was really hoping that would be you, you like a Chris Rock fresh. reference. Yeah, I watched, yeah, I watched that today. His new stand-up. Oh, you oh, did? Yeah. I it? haven't seen it yet. It's all right. I, I saw most of the funny parts on the internet already, so they always I heard like, he's relentless. Oh, yeah. He's not happy with them at all. It was That was the funny part when he went like just laid into both of them. Um, Kyle, thank you so much, man, for coming on. I've really enjoyed kind of getting to know you on Instagram and now having you on and being able to have a have a full-on conversation with you has been awesome. I look forward to just continuing uh, this relationship and continuing to see your stuff on Instagram. And I'd love to see just where your shop goes, your business goes. Um, I'm excited. It seems like you got a lot of good things going for you in the business, and um, it'd just be really cool to see where things kind of take you. Thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. It was great uh, talking to y'all. I know I've talked to Dylan quite a bit and Travis just a little bit, but it's a lot of fun, man. I, I really enjoy the podcast. I like listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, man. It's been a joy. <laughs> and having guests on like you, 
and others has has made it i think what it is so thanks for coming on mm-hmm. yeah man. i'm gonna echo what dylan said real quick um and also add on like thanks for your support too um yeah. you know i love how involved everybody is but especially you like i feel like every time i post a reel or a story within a few minutes it's boom cox custom woodworks like your likes your reel likes your story hmm. and that just that makes a guy feel good so thanks for your yeah. support yeah man yeah, same Anytime. and uh to our listeners uh remember to go support us on patreon if you would be willing to do that Go to the Facebook page and, and join there. That is the uh, Wouldn't It Be Nice community. And then also follow us on Instagram. And follow Kyle on Instagram. And follow Kyle. Follow Travis at Third Stall Projects. And follow myself at Fawcett underscore Woodcraft. Peace out, Girl Scouts. The Wouldn't It Be Nice theme song was performed and written by Luke Snyder.